Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Every year, over 430 million tons of plastic is produced globally. And according to the United Nations, two thirds of that is short lived products that soon become waste. In fact, Abandoned, lost, and discarded fishing gear is the deadliest form of marine plastic, threatening 66% of marine animals. Earlier this year, Gopal Jairam, who is the founder of Big Fins Bali, came face to face with ghost nets 60 meters underwater. He's now on a mission to remove abandoned ghost nets from the area and joins us now to tell us more. So, this all began almost about、uh, five to six months ago. Um, I was involved in a training dive, which means that I'm getting certified to be a closed circuit rebreather diver、uh, at、uh, 60 meters. Right? So we were going on, on to our final dive at 60 meters at Batuneti, an amazing dive site in East Bali.、Uh, and then we were dropping really quickly to 60 meters. And then as we turned around the reef,、uh, I saw this massive、uh, net right, that was、uh, ripping the corals apart.、Um, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, Horrendous, it was terrible. It was uh, uh, painful to watch, right? Because this is a, a mother nature being destroyed by an act of man, right? And then the rest of the dive we carried on. But what made me want to really, what compelled me to do something was right just towards the end of the 60 meter mark, before we surfaced, we ran into or we saw a mola mola. You know, the mola molas are an amazing marine creature, they're huge. Marine creature, you know, the, one of the biggest, boniest fishes in the world.、Uh, and it's my first time seeing it, right? And I was so ecstatic.、Uh, uh, there was, you know, I was screaming you know, at the top of my voice underwater. You know, it's like that we saw a mola mola.、Uh, but the rest of the dive, all I could think、uh, while surfacing to the surface was that what if this mola mola gets trapped in that net, right? Or what if a turtle gets trapped in that net, right? Uh, and, and it will go unknown because not many divers go to 60 meters in that area, right? There are a lot of divers who do normal rectional diving at 20 meters or、uh, 30 meters, but to go to 60 meters, there's only a very handful of divers、uh, in Batunite, in Bali,、uh, that do those dives. The moment I came out of water, you know, I, I, I spoke to my uh, uh, buddy, Mark Crane, who was also a technical instructor who was training me to, at, at 60 meters, right? And I say we have to do something about this, right? Because we, we cannot、mm. let this pass. Okay. And、um, so, talk to us about the nets. How did the nets get there? Do you know what these nets were used for? I'm assuming deep sea trawling, and they've ended up there? Yeah, they're probably、uh, used for deep sea trawling, or they were probably just normal fishing nets, huge fishing nets,、mm. right? I mean, this, this are, these are nets that are not like、uh, your one, two meter nets. We're talking, about,、uh, we're talking about the size of a football field, right? So, as you can imagine, how big. Those are, right? How big those,、uh, those nets are, these nets are. And they're also shredded. That means they're broken apart, right?、Uh, and have fallen over the reef at different segments. They will not be covering the sandy bits, right? Because there's nothing on to, to snare the, those nets. So, which also means these nets are actually entangled or snaring the healthy reefs,、mm. which is terrible, right?、Uh, but chances are they were、uh, nets that were discarded、uh, somewhere in the ocean out there, and then the currents. Bring them in as they come into contact with the reef, they get snared.、Mm. So, when was that first dive and what's happened since then? So, that dive was somewhere, I think, I believe in May or June, right?、Mm. Sometime in May or June.、Uh, and then, ever since then, I was trying to first,、uh, we documented a bit of the net, right?、Uh, 
because to get professional camera equipment to those depths costs a lot of money, mm. uh, especially for the housings, the equipment, the, the operators, you know, they, and, you know, the equipment for the operators, the gas mixes for the operators, they are, they are costly, right? So we try to document it with, uh, you know, just a GoPro with a 100-meter housing, right, uh, to get as much footage as possible so that we can pitch to people and organizations uh, why we need these funds for Right. Mm. So, you know, I approached a couple of organizations at that point of time. Um, and, uh, you know, they were interested, but no one really bite and nobody, nobody really bit into the idea, mm. right? That they can do a corporate social responsibility project based on this net, especially because most of the people that are, most of the organizations that I was pitching to were based in Singapore. And this was an initiative in Indonesia, right? Mm. In East Bali, right? So they, they, do, they, I, I guess they could not justify how they can support us, right? So, uh, so you know, it was a bit sad, but we've already started this, right? So I've already started this, and I and I thought I cannot back off now. It's a bit too late. You know, I put my mind to it. I got to do this, right? So I decided to self-fund it. Terrible idea. <laughs> so how much, talk to us about how much you have removed so far, because you talked about the net being, these nets being the size of like a football field. And they're mm. not light either. I understand that you've 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 pulled out quite a mass. Yeah. So to to realize that first of all, obviously we found the net at sixty meters, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that was my initial inspiration to get rid of the net. But subsequently, we have to do a lot of recce uh, recon dives. Uh, we have to also survey the area, do a bit more tagging. So it's a lot of time consuming effort that was put into it. Mm -hmm. And what we found out was that the net had, had broken apart. And at, at uh, not only snared reefs at 60 meters, but also snared reefs at uh, 40 meters, uh, at uh, 15 meters, at 12 meters, 7 meters, right? And that's when we realized we have to activate the community to come together because there's mm. no way we could do this alone. Up to date, we have removed 130 kilograms worth of ghost nets. Uh, and the whole entire initiative garnered about support from almost 20 divers, right? Okay. Three of us are technical divers. The rest of them are recreational instructors living in Bali, mm -hmm. right? And the local community, right? So they've all come together to remove this 130 kilograms uh, worth of net. So you have a fundraising event taking place this Sunday. Can you tell us more about that? We could not find anybody to support the cause. I was at a local bar. Uh, it was a bistro, Chimichanga, right? And I was ranting about it, uh, thinking, you know, how much, you know, I was also a bit, uh, you know, just talking out loud, right? Uh, but the owner of Chimichanga was there and he said, look, you know what, let me like try to put this event together mm -hmm. uh, through a fundraiser from 3pm to 7pm, mm -hmm. right, at One Marina Chimis and then see if people buy tickets and then those tickets will then be given to the project, mm -hmm. right? So all the funds that arise from that uh, ticketed event will be given to us uh, as a donation to the project. So that was how we actually came about uh, organizing this event per se because mm -hmm. it was all by accident. I, I never approached me in the first place but they overheard the story and they got like no my god we want to support this we want to get behind this amazing idea uh, of you know trying to save these reefs i do not expect to recoup all the fundings that we put in right but there are still money that we owe um uh, the operations in the indonesia right mm. uh, from what we have done so far and we'd like to reimburse those expend expenditures so right? how much um, are you looking to raise oh well you know uh, we have so far spent close to eighteen thousand mm. dollars right uh and i do not know how much i'm going to raise I'm, i do not have a target right but i think what's important is that we want to create a, a momentum for this idea mm -hmm. uh, we want to create awareness uh, of the issue because 
if you go online, if you search about uh, ghost nets, right, there are a lot of evidence of ghost nets at the shallow depths, right? Mm. 25 meters. There's even National Geographic programs that document mm. the removal and retrieval of ghost nets at 25 meters in New Zealand. But at the mesophotic zone, right, in the mesophotic zone, which is below 40 meters, right, especially at 60 meters to 100 meters, uh, there's very little evidence. So what we have done to document this removal and retrieval uh, of the nets at 60 meters, I think, I believe, if I'm not wrong, it's one of the first in the wow, world. Okay. And bringing awareness to the mesophotic zone, that means net pollution to the mesophotic zone or the net pollution in the mesophotic zone is very important because the mesophotic zone is what resupplies the shallow reefs. Very little people dive to these depths. So can you imagine if we didn't find this net by accident, the damage should continue to go and this will this will directly affect the health of the reefs at the shallow bits. You mentioned working with the local community. I understand that 130 kg of the ghost net that you mentioned, it's actually been repurposed into artwork created by artists living in Bali. That will be on show this Sunday at the event? Yes, we will be showcasing the artwork that was done by Arka. He's a local artist, really nice guy. I mean, I've known him for years. And I really thought about just not removing the net and throwing it away because you know, I felt like uh, that would not be meaningful, right? Because we take the rubbish from the oceans and then we create more rubbish on land. Uh, so I approached Arthur and asked him if he could transform this net into an artwork. So he created that into a sculpture. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a creepy looking sculpture to be honest, but it really communicates the message of net pollution in the water. It will be on uh, Showcase Sunday. You know, everybody's welcome to come and take a picture with it. But it really shows the effort that the community has put in to repurpose this, uh, to communicate the message as they see it. Arka does not even have a passport, right? I wanted to invite him to Singapore, but he doesn't even have a passport, right? He understands the issue in an artistic point of view because he doesn't die. He interpreted what we've done into a massive, uh, beautiful art piece. He's gone further to even create uh, brochures and he has used net and paper mache that also recycle paper, creating these beautiful pieces of artwork. That was Gopal Jayaram, founder of Big Fins Bali, talking to us about an upcoming initiative called the Network Party Untangling the Ocean. I'm Rachel Kelly, and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3.